great to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Have the assurance it's not over. Amen. And some of those voices want to tell you to give up or tell you there's no use. Amen. Thank God for that voice that keeps encouraging us and ministering to us and speaking to us. Amen. It's not only a voice, but a presence that can move upon our behalf and gird us up and strengthen us. Amen. In the world. It's one thing we got to, you know, be careful of and mindful of this end time. If you believe it's end time. Amen. Amen. Is the battle of the mind. Amen. The struggle. Amen. Not to grow faint hearted. Hallelujah. And the battle and the struggle of pursuing and obtaining and being who and what God is calling us to be in the world that we're living in tonight. Lord bless you. You may go back to your chairs. It's good to see each one of you. I don't want the battery to run out. Praise God. <laughs> Man, we, we just serve an awesome God tonight. We really do. And uh, to just to be able to come and to gather together. And he promised where two or three gathers in his name. He promises to show up. It doesn't even have to be a setting like this. But I'm thankful that he shows up such settings as this. Amen. Places have been dedicated and set aside for this purpose, for this reason, for, for him to be able to minister to us and uh, to speak to us and to move upon our lives and to help us along this journey. Praise God. Got your Bibles, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Romans 5, 1 and 2. It is good to see you all in the house of the Lord tonight to come to be a part of this service with us. It is good to see you. Sister Lori, God bless her. Um, uh, can I break the news? Be all right. I hadn't told them, but I, I'll tell them tonight. They're, they're wanting to make this their home church, uh, Keith and Lori. And uh, so thank God for that. And welcome them to come and worship the Lord with us. Amen. God touch us. Amen. Thankful for that. Thankful for all. All that would come. Man, I invited somebody else today. They said they's coming, but they hadn't. But you know what? We won't give up. We'll invite them again. Hallelujah. To come and be in the house of the Lord and the presence of the Lord. And my heartbeat would be that as they come, they could feel the Lord. Man, they'd feel his love, feel his touch. Amen. Feel his truth and hunger in all of us. We create it. Amen. Him. Let me read and let you be seated. I know it's Wednesday night, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. You're thankful tonight for the grace that we can stand in. I thought his brother Barry made mention, you know, sometimes when you do all you can do, I'm going to stand with stand. So we stand by this grace sometimes. Amen. The, the grace that will sustain us. The grace that will support us. The grace that will assist us and help us. Amen. So I want to stand in this grace and rejoice in what the hope of the glory of God. That glory that we're going to attain. That we have not received in the fullness yet. 
But we all have got a destination, don't we? We all have got in our hearts, our minds, and spirit a place that we want to go. A time that we want to experience a man in that moment, in that twinkling of an eye, whenever this mortar is going to put on immortality. And this corrupt, a man is going to put on the incorruption. Amen. And go to meet the Lord in the, in the air, in the clouds. Amen. In a moment of time. The fullness of that glory. We may not quite understand as we look through a darkly glass tonight. Uh, the fullness of that. Amen. But we know it's a promise. Amen. And so that's a part of the hope that we look forward to. We don't have hope only in this life. Amen. For we be of what? Of all men most miserable. But we have hope in what? In the life to come. The eternal life. And that's what we're looking for. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We ask you, God, to help us. Lord, our minds, loose our tongues. Help us to be directed by the Holy Ghost. Help us give ourselves unto the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And it would quicken us. We need it. We need it so desperately to touch us and to move upon us and help us to bring forth the word and the word of truth. But bring it forth also in the manner and the way that it can be received. The power of your grace, the power of your mercy and love. That it can be effective, amen, and bring results in the heart of the souls of all that have gathered here tonight. Every vessel that's got an ear to hear it. And God, help us to hear it. Help us to understand what we hear. Help us apply it to our souls, our lives, and it would bring, bring us unto the place that you'd have us to be. And so we give you the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you and you may be seated. Praise God. I'll be honest with you, I read way, way too much probably today trying to get this together and uh, to, for it to bring about I know I'm still on the same topic, same subject of grace um, and the power of it. Uh, I actually had a minister call me today and we got to talking and anyway it led to said, getting ready about now. I mentioned about what was pretty, what was over with. He said, you know, I had my mind on something else. He said, I'm, I said, I'm about to change my mind. <laughs> but um, uh, grace itself and uh, the way that Pentecost has handled it, uh, the way that Pentecost, if we're not careful how we respond to it, and uh, how effective it can be through our lives. Amen. We all understand, we all realize that we're not only saved by grace. And we understand that term, amen, in a sense of, uh, of a repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. The infilling of the Holy Ghost, the foundations laid, the launching pad to slave to start out on a journey. We're on a journey. Amen. We haven't made it yet. I know if you listen to some, some believe that... Uh, uh, once saved, always saved, but you can't find that in the scriptures. And if that would have been the case, why would we have to worry about error? Why would Paul worry about going to the churches and worrying about them being beguiled as Eve was in the garden if they cannot lose their salvation? And if you attain the Holy Ghost under the ministry and pastorship and leadership of the Apostle Paul and his team, uh, I couldn't think of a better team, amen, you could receive it under. And so if he, he questioned a man and was willing to go back and check it out and make sure that they had not been beguiled, then who are we to think that we could not be beguiled, a man, and could not be tricked, a man, by the enemy himself? And so as we look at this, we thank God for this grace, this grace where we can stand. And I know I've taken this out of Romans, and I want to talk about Romans 4 and 5 and 6, and maybe slip into 7 when we talk about in Hebrews and other areas. But uh, to my amazement, amen, to, uh, in a sense, we sometimes, and I, as I read these scriptures today, and as I, I watch them uh, constantly and over and over, amen, uh, helping us to understand where, how we have found this grace and how 
now we receive this grace and where it came from and who it came through. Amen. And I realize today, Lord, I have not, I have failed to preach Jesus enough. I have failed to preach Jesus enough. Amen. Because you, you really read the scriptures and the writings of Paul, even in the New Testament and the, the letters. Amen. I'm not talking about just the gospels. Amen. But I'm talking about in the letters themselves. How often, amen, that he, he brings him up and talks about him and how he is the way and he is the, the method and he is the door. Amen. Not only did uh, Jesus himself, and we, we're going to use a few scriptures here tonight. And we're going to talk about that. How that Jesus Christ is the door and that Jesus Christ is the way. Amen. To what to attain in this gift, this gift of grace, this gift called Jesus Christ, the Lamb, a man of God that came. And there is no other way, there is no other door. If you come up any other way, you come as a thief and a robber. So the only way to attain this grace, experience this grace and the power of it. But this grace also, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna linger on into that, amen, as we talk about sin and sin itself and how to respond to it, how 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 where is where's you know how what of how effective it is in our lives. And and I made mention to that minister today about that and, and I mentioned I made mention of this Sunday morning amen the spirit of iniquity and, and because of grace amen if we're not careful we, we start slipping away from grace immediately the spirit of iniquity starts working amen in its place and I'm not talking about taking a long time to do it I, I believe it's almost a, a spontaneous deal amen because it's in the spiritual realms and, and so we need this grace that goes with us not just the, the first experience of it amen of, of, of experiencing God and the grace of God of being saved but on the journey itself how much we we desperately need the grace of God to go with us and, and govern us and, and for it not only to govern us as individual but to flow through us that we would be that conduit of the grace because through the power of that conduit of grace regardless of who you, you encounter amen and rub shoulders with and, and may a stranger walk up even on a stranger amen that looks like a hopeless case it looks like a, a, an individual individual that's so lost and so undone and so far out there but all of a sudden because they feel the grace of God they see something that's active and alive and working in our lives and in our hearts amen hallelujah you know some I've talked to some of these, these young men Andrew some of them talking about back in our, our days and whatever before ever knew the Lord and they just can't see that they just can't believe that they can't see me having long hair they can't see me having a cigarette in my mouth they can't see all that why because you see me after I kind of became a prophet of his grace and many years and months and days of his grace working upon my life hallelujah this is what you see it's not amen the working of the flesh it's not the working of a man it's the working of the grace of God day in and day out and times when I didn't deserve it times amen when I wouldn't qualify for it but he showed up anyway and so I realize if we could get this message across to him everybody if everybody could hear the real message about this grace and the power of this grace the things that has them bound the things that they feel that has them so shackled and so in a rut or in a spiritual condition if they ever experienced the true grace of God and the only way to experience this is to know Jesus Christ. He's the one that brought this grace, the fullness of this grace. You can't find it any other place. You're not going to find it. 
We cannot preach a message. It's outside of truth and the true powers of truth. I'm going to tell you something else I felt in the Holy Ghost. And I'm, I'm just going to jump in that a little bit. And I'll jump, I'll, 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 I'm just going to leave it alone from that. Because i got to do a little more research in Scripture. But something I felt strongly in prayer today as I, I, I talked and, and prayed and weakness about this grace of God. Amen. To attain this grace, we have to do what? You've got to repent. You've got to die. There's no choice around that. There's no... There's no way of, of being born again of the Spirit without first dying. You've got to die. I, I know we, we use the term of what Paul said, I die daily. But if you go back and look at that scripture and the setting of that scripture, we use it out of context for this area. Believe it or not. Go back and look at it. Uh, he's talking about they're actually facing death physically. And always, every day, having to face that attack. Of, of physically lose his life, going to be persecuted or killed for the gospel. If you go back and read that, that's more, more the setting, amen, of that particular scripture and what he talks about, amen, dying daily. He, li- he actually lived as though, got up every day as though today could be the day I could die. Amen. And he accepted that. And so by accepting that, amen, he wasn't fearful of death. He, and so regardless of what the enemy, you know, I've heard me make mention that here a few, a little while back, amen. If an individual ever get to the place that they're not scared of death, then, then you've got a character on your hands, amen, that, uh, uh, you know, that especially if he's out to do harm and he's out to, to annihilate and destroy people and humanity, amen. But he doesn't fear death himself. So he's, he's willing to go to the extremes. He's willing to do whatever it takes, amen, until his last breath and, and all the energy and strength that he has in him. That's the type of person amen that makes some of the most powerful and great soldiers amen to war against and it goes out on the battlefields and the battlegrounds amen because they just simply don't fear death and, and they're willing to give their last blood, their last drop of blood their last breath amen fighting on the field. If, if you read the book if you, you read, know anything about uh, the lonesome survivor amen that's what was uh, one thing that stuck out so well in that episode and this is true amen that those men amen all four of those men especially the three that gave their lives. Amen. Even as he talks about is they're, they're dying. They're overwhelmed by hundreds, but they didn't give up. They didn't let that overpower them. They just kept shooting and kept, you know, piling them up, you might say, as they made their way down that mountain. Amen. But they wouldn't give up fighting. Even one of them he talks about has this guy's done been shot three or four times and, and different things has happened to him. He can't even motivate now. He can't even move. Another man goes out and pulls him out. of the, But as he's pulling him, the other one, amen, is being pulled. He's got his gun up and he's mowing them down, amen, as he's pulling him back. And so, you know, that same type of soldier, that's the same type of makeup. That's what Paul talks about us as being soldiers, endure difficult and, and difficult times and circumstances in the spiritual realm. No, we don't fight with flesh and blood, but we're fighting a spiritual warfare. And so in this spiritual warfare, I'm telling you if the church ever needs to walk in the grace of God, it's in the time and the hour that we're living that we need the grace of God that will sustain us. The grace of God, amen, that we can stand in the assurance of regardless of the fiery darts and the different things that's going on around us hallelujah that this grace will is sufficient amen to get me through the journey of this life that I found myself in journey of life it's not always our own decisions but sometimes where we find ourselves in the journey of life are the decisions of others both good and bad okay but you know what His grace is still sufficient. 
to help us. Every individual that's in this house tonight, his grace is sufficient to help us in this journey. And as Paul talks about here, where we're going to stand. And so when you go back to Ephesians 2, and I'm going to cover some things, and I know some of it's overlapping, but I just I can't help that, but just cover some things. And first of all, I want us to understand where it comes from. You know, some people want to call us Jesus only. You're absolutely right. And I'm not ashamed of it, and we're not going to back off from it. And nobody's going to intimidate me to preach any other way because they're not any other way. I don't believe the Muslims. I just don't believe none of that. The Hindus, I don't believe I believe that you want to be saved. If you want eternal life, and you're going to experience grace, and you're going to overcome sin. <laughs> Even if you're going to overcome sin, there's only one place you're going to be able to do that. And that's through Jesus Christ. He is the door, and He is the way. Outside of that, you're never going to conquer sin, less must anything else. And so, as you watch this in Ephesians, amen, he says, But now in Christ Jesus, he who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. And watch this, you're far off, he's talking about Gentiles. Watch what Jesus Christ came to do. What he come, amen. And this falls right back in. I know I've, I've, I've went to uh, preaching on grace the last two or three Wednesday nights, but this grace is what unifies us. This grace is what brings us into that one body. And you've got to watch even here as, as Paul's writings of the Ephesians about uh, the coming of Jesus Christ and the purpose of Jesus Christ. And even for them that were far out there, amen, which is us, the Gentiles. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall, our petitions between us. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the laws and commandments contained in the ordinance for to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace that... That he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. The enmity. Watch this also. Uh, as it goes on, you're going to see. And he came and preached peace unto you which were afar off and to them that which were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Through him we have access by one spirit. Amen. There's only spirit. One spirit. Holy Ghost is not a different spirit. Amen. Outside of God. It's a measure of God. Amen. And it's a measure of that spirit that's given to you and I as a down payment and we receive that and walk in that by the grace of God and so as he came and preached peace and now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners but what fellow citizens I'm glad to be a fellowship fellow citizen amen you know what citizenship gives you right amen gives you right to the privileges hallelujah of the citizenship or of the city that you're a part of and what you pay taxes the service that they offer amen and things of that nature so when you begin to talk about you and I as we become followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. I believe everybody in here wants to be what? A disciple of Jesus Christ. We want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. We want to be citizens of Jesus Christ. We want to be a part of that, that body, a part of that kingdom. Amen. And we want to experience the grace. And so one of the greatest benefits that you and I can experience as becoming a part of this body, a part of this citizenship, is the mercy and the grace of this living God. And he doesn't just run out. So as we watch it unfold here, the fellowship, saints, and the household of God, we are built upon what the foundation of the apostles and prophet Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, whom also is built and fitly framed together, groweth up into what a holy temple, and the Lord, in whom also we are built together for what a habitation through the Spirit. Now watch all this. We become a habitation of what? God. That's what this vessel is all about. That's what this temple is all about. That's what we was created for. To have fellowship with him. That's what we was robbed of in the garden. That's what one man called Adam, a man, when he fell in the garden, 
Amen. And took of that, that fruit and ate of it. Amen. Disobeyed God. And you know, you know the story. So I'm not even going to go there. Amen. But God knew all this is going to happen. But you and I are created in his image and his likeness. To have fellowship with him and walk with him. Day in and day out. Not just occasionally. And not just a, a, a mishap and a, things of that. And they, oh no, no. Amen. On a regular basis. On a daily basis. Hallelujah. To be a vessel of his. To be a servant of his. Hallelujah. Full of the Holy Ghost. And full of faith. And walk in the powers of his mercy and grace. I'm telling you, I believe even the church has got too far out, amen, or trying to depend on man and the resources of man, when really all of our answers is we find hella complete and, and, and sufficiency, amen, all I find in Christ Jesus, the peace, the comfort, the assurance, hallelujah, he's never going to leave me, he's not going to forsake me, it's his heart beating, his desire that I make it, hallelujah, there's going to be struggles and there's going to be heartaches and difficulties, hallelujah, but by his grace, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand for this truth, and God, you help us by your grace to stand where you want us to stand. Not where ideas, opinions of men, hallelujah, but where the word of God and where the Holy Ghost wants us to stand in every issue and every doctrine and everything that comes and goes our way. By this grace is how I want to stand. Not with arrogance, not high-minded, not as some rebel, some rebel attitude or spirit, some Lord over God's earth. Oh, no. I want to stand, amen, as a vessel of the grace of God, hallelujah, and to let people know, hallelujah, everybody's got an opportunity. The chief of sinners, amen, can be redeemed and saved by his grace. You and I and everybody else can. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that son is the one that brought us grace. That son is the way. That son is the door. Now you can watch this. Even in the book of Acts, you'll see it's mentioned about this truth and revelation of this truth and the true powers of this grace. It's called the way. Now watch this. Definition of sin. You've heard statements like missing the mark. It's true. But watch this. It's stepping out of the way. Sin. Praise God. I don't want to step out of the way. But I know the only way that I can stay in the true way is make sure that it's His grace. It's in full operation in my life. So, how did this come? How does it happen? Who? None other but Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Only way you can come to the Father, only way you can come to God is through Jesus Christ. Go to John 10. Then said Jesus to him again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He is the door even as we deal with this world and walk among us even upon this life. Hallelujah. Thank God, amen, that we can do this as His grace and mercy goes with us. The thief cometh not to but to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd goeth, giveth his life for the sheep, but he that is an hireling and not a shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wood coming, leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wood catches them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling, careth not for the sheep. I'm going to tell you something. Troubles is never going to run your great shepherd off. You hear me? Never, your troubles is never going to cause Jesus to leave you or flee from you. If you'll just hold on and hold on to the grace of God and stand in that grace in the troubled times and the troubled hours. And I'm telling you, our world's full of it. And it's going to become even more full of it. You know why? Because I feel personally that we have failed away from the grace of God.
So what is the method to stay in the grace of God? How do we first attain it? Bible calls it repentance. We know it's death. It's something that you and I must do. It's something that you and I must become a part of. Could it be the reason that there's so much disunity? And I'm going to throw us all in here, okay? Everybody. All faiths, all beliefs, all people that call themselves born-again Christians. That covers a lot more than what you think. That makes that confession. Okay? So with that confession of being born again, let's go back. The only way to be born again you must first what? Die. It is absolutely impossible to be born again without first dying. Because you can't rebirth something that's still alive. You just got to die. And then you can be born again. <laughs> so as we watch the scriptures... As, as they really begin to unfold and we begin to talk about, and Lord knows, I don't have time to go, so, I'm, so I won't even try. So watch this. We know that when he even with Paul and Silas and when they went to Antioch, and as Acts 14, 26 lets us know they had went back to Antioch and from whence they had been recommended to what the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. In other words, their first commandment to the grace of God was there as they watched the grace of God work through them of winning Gentiles, of people that the Jews felt like couldn't be saved. And, and so even this is where the argument, if you go on, if you'll watch this and go into the 15th chapter, amen, where the Judaizers stepped in and said it was impossible for them to be saved unless they were circumcised and other doctrines that had to be brought in. But we understand as we watch this grace, amen, fulfilled in their lives as they come together. What did this grace do for them? For they, when they would came and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the doors of faith unto the Gentiles. This grace had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Thank God. If anybody ought to be excited about that, that ought to be us. Amen. That God was opening a door. That a veil was going to be rent. That whosoever will could come. Hallelujah. And be saved and be redeemed and atoned. But what's, what's the biggest question? How many really came running to Jesus, amen, because you wanted to be changed, because you knew there was something on the inside of you, and there was a struggle and a battle that was going on, and you was losing the battle. Regardless of what you try to do and what you to overcome it and defeat it, you knew that, hey, I'm not winning this. I'm losing this battle. Amen. The war of that, that battle, that struggle. You go to Ephesians 3.11, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, to whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. This boldness access to what? To Jesus Christ. So what did we do? We come running to him. As we, what happened when we heard? That's the reason when you go to Romans again, and you start talking about the gospel, and hearing the gospel, and how do you hear the gospel? I mean, uh, unless you hear it, how can you have faith? Unless you hear it, hearing, faith comes by hearing, hearing what? The word of God. And so what is that? That's the gospel. That's the, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ in the fullness. And so you really begin to read the writings, and the, the writings that was written unto these different ones. You're going to see over and over, when you really start paying attention, how often the Paul mentions and talks about Christ, and Jesus Christ, and God through Christ, the anointed one, and the 
He's the door and he's the pathway and he's the one. And it's all by him. So, so we live and move and have our being by him. And nothing else, amen, can take its place. And so as we walk in this grace and we've experienced this grace and we, we walk in the grace of the Lord and the power of the Lord, I'm telling you, it's no different in America. I, thank God for the American dream and thank God for the people who want to you know, get self-sufficient and all that other stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. It's impossible with all the money in the world and everything else that you can have, even what America's got to offer. Hallelujah. It won't bring what you've got to have. It won't bring the satisfaction. It won't bring the peace. It won't bring the joy. It won't bring what you need, amen, to overcome one thing called sin. Sin. Sin is the real problem. To deal with it. To deal with it in its fullness and in its entirety. We're living... We're living in a nation today that, let's just be honest, we're seeing that today in America. What is called sin in America anymore? Transgressions against God. So, so how did America get to such a place? How did America get to be so redeemed and saved and a Christian nation, but yet so full of iniquity at the same time. So blind at the same time. I'd love to tell you tonight it hadn't affected the, uh, the church. That wouldn't be true. It wouldn't be true. So what I felt in the Lord today and the Holy Ghost, I came in here and I was praying and, and God in his own way of Helping folks like me. <laughs> when you don't die. On that daily basis. And you don't keep this old man. Under subjection. Immediately the grace of God starts. Fading. And slipping away. And as you watch, I'm going to go there. Fifth verse, I'd love to go to third chapter, Romans, the fourth chapter. I'd love to just really go through some of these things and lead us and bring us up to that. Because as it talks about the righteousness, it talks about how to attain this righteousness, how to be justified, how to be uh, conquer things. And, and Paul's setting up uh, the foundation, the grounds, even possibly as a lawyer here and, and bringing this. And, and so you may just have to go back and, and read some of that and, and bring it, it brings you up to this place. But let me, let me start here as you go back to the fifth chapter. And I, I may bring a few of these verses out, such as you look back in Romans 3 and 24. Being justified freely by his grace. I, I want you, you know what, the Holy Ghost nudged me about that today. Being justified freely by his grace. <laughs> Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. He becomes that... Uh, propitiation when you go to the 25th verse. Amen. And when you look at the whole world, the whole world, as you, you look back to it, that is guilty. The whole world is guilty of what? Of sin. Of coming short of the glory of God. So the whole world, nobody can save themselves. Nobody has the right. Nobody can find acquittal. Nobody can find, amen, deliverance. You, you can't do that. So, so what we're going to have to have is grace. And so that's the reason it's so important to have a true revelation of Jesus Christ. And what he has brought into us. And what's at our fingertips. And what's in our 
our, our possession. Amen. When we're in his presence and when we begin to acknowledge him and when we begin to cry out to him. Amen. I, I know we shine sometimes, sometimes, amen, from as Pentecostals and apostolics of that crying out to Jesus. Hallelujah. But you know what? It's right. The word of God is right about that. Whenever you hear about him and you begin to cry out to him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you when Jesus shows up, it's Jesus that brings all the grace and the mercy. And it doesn't matter how in-depth in sin you are, how in-depth in darkness you are. But watch this. That doesn't stop. Amen. After you receive the Holy Ghost, that continues everybody freely. Amen. We freely receive the grace. And this doesn't mean that we can earn it. That, that means also not even after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We can't earn the rights to it. We don't want to frustrate the grace. We don't want to bind it up. Now, now, I understand, and I'm going to touch on that a little bit. You listen to the world and the religious world. They have used it as a license to sin and justify actions and deeds. Amen? But you watch this. So as you watch this fifth verse, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. Amen. And to this grace, when we stand, we stand under this grace. This is what's going to get us out. We're going to stand under this grace till we leave here. And unless we stand in this grace, we'll wind up lost. If we step outside of this grace, try to do it by all power and all means. I don't care if we're apostolic or Pentecostal. We'll not survive. Because once we step out of his grace, it opens us up for the power of sin. And none of us can handle sin. None of us. Okay? Not only so, but we glory in what? Watch, watch what grace does. How many likes tribulation? I understand. But not only so, but we, but we glory. Paul says, we glory in tribulation. Why is that? Because I've experienced the grace, the true grace. And this grace right in the midst of tribulation can demonstrate this most powerful ability to work in my life. We shouldn't shine tribulation. But if anything, bring it on. Because I believe His grace is sufficient to get me out of here. You can't die of hardships and tribulations and troubles and disappointment and be there now the grace of God is full effective in your life. I know. Y'all ain't gonna like this, but America, the America has treated us and said, hey, come on, let's, let's, let's reach that place of life of ease. Life of comfort. Let's store up and lay up and get everything that we don't have to worry about. Let's gang up all these kind of resources and things, amen, that we can lean on and put our trust in. That we don't need nobody else. Don't tell me that spirit's not working in America. I, we got states right now want to isolate themselves and separate themselves from the United States. But you know what? They won't survive. Okay, how big Texas is. Texas don't have all the resources they need to survive. Now everybody can say what you want to about this. No more than you and I can become an island regardless of how known it and how much we're used to God. We can't become an island. Can't survive. But there's something about unity. It's something about staying in his grace. Because in this grace, I can handle tribulation. Watch what he says about it. Not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that what? 
Tribulation worketh patience. Oh, you got plenty of patience. <laughs> patience, experience. Experience, hope. Every episode in this journey of life, as we stay in His grace and depend upon His grace, You know what I prayed? We was praying for Sister Teresa here. I said, surely the Savior of the world can handle this problem. Surely the God we call Jesus Christ. There's no questions in our heart, mind, and spirit. He can handle this. We fall into His grace and mercy. Hallelujah. That's the reason I'm telling you. Hallelujah. There's going to be a church in the end time. And by His grace, amen, we're going to hang on. We're going to pursue it. We're going to tame it. We're going to be what God wants us to be in this end time. By His grace and hope, make them not ashamed because the love of God is shed water abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost which is given to us. Hope, make them not ashamed. Let the trials and the tribulations come because it's going to work a better, better, better vessel out of me. It's going to work, amen, to watch the grace of God. Hallelujah. If we were just a church, it's isolated and put on an island somewhere what good is that amen no God didn't do this thing in a corner hallelujah but I'm going to tell you something hallelujah if we're not willing to fight against the devil the spirits of evil and darkness and rulers of darkness spiritual wicked and high places if we're not willing amen to fall in the graces of God and walk in the graces of God I'm telling you the spirit of sin is going to overpower us and overrule us watch this it goes from that for when we were yet without strength in due time Christ died what does he say we was helpless we can save ourselves. We, we is dead to trespasses and sins. <laughs> it's kind of like Jonah. That's the reason he's likened to Jonah. Jonah was in a situation in the belly of that whale. In the, in the bars and the depths of the, of the sea. There wasn't nobody but one that was going to resurrect him. There wasn't but one, amen, by his grace and mercy. Hallelujah, he's going to get him out of that predicament, get him out of that situation. He didn't call on some other God, even when he was influenced by others on the ship, amen, as they called on their gods. But when they realized who he was and who he represented and who had called him, they even understood, hallelujah, there is a God. There is a God, even to the point they finally throwed him overboard. And after they throwed him over, they sure enough knew that this was a living God because the sea became calm. So, he goes on, he says, But God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. What wrath is he talking about? He's talking about the eternal wrath. What we're, what we're, what we're reaching for? We're living for God for what? Eternal life. That's what it's all about. We want to make eternal life. All this other is important. We've got to do it. Things of that nature. But the bottom line. Even Paul himself said. After I preached to others. That I become a castaway. Become disqualified. <laughs> Even to Paul. It was all about attaining eternal life. And winning this race. If we then. For if. When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. 
And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have received the atonement. So here he goes. He's talking about the reconciliation. He's talking about the atonement. All this comes through Jesus Christ. It don't come by anybody else. He goes on. Wherefore, by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So what's this? The wages of sin is what? It's death. And so sin's what we got to deal with. Sin's what we got to overcome. We got to get to the place that sin is not the ruler of our hearts, the ruler of our lives. We got to get to the place, amen, it hadn't mastered us. Amen. That we're not a slave unto sin and to unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So we got to, how are we going to find deliverance over that? How are we going to get deliverance over that? Wherefore, by this one man, sin entered to the world. Let me go for until the law. Now watch this, 13th through 17th verse, and I'm going to bypass. That's in parentheses, but go back and read that. It's very important because here you're going to see how the sin had entered to the world and put it to all men and by the law, and then the law was given, and nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to sin. Watch this. Even before the law was ever given, death still ruled, death still reigned, death was still taking them out. Even for some that was not sinning like in the likeness of Adam, but they were still dying. Hmm. Why? Sin. Sin's what kills us. Sin's a reason that we don't get to live past certain ages. Sin. What's going to be stopped in the life to come? Who's going to be bound up? Never to tempt us again. What kind of bodies are we going to receive that we'll never sin in them? Sin is a problem. Transgression. Disobedience. But now in this falling nature that we all have found ourselves in. And no way of escape except Jesus Christ. He is the only door. He is the only way. Amen. That we're going to conquer this sin problem we got. We don't have the power of the resources within us except having an ear to hear the gospel and then obeying it, responding to it by faith. And by faith, we're going to find justification. We're going to find sanctification. We're going to find the powers of grace because it's by this grace that we're going to find this justification, this sanctification, and this power and ability to do what? To overcome sin. So, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift for through if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more, by the, more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded to many. Now watch this. It was put it all. But this one, you know what's this one coming called Jesus Christ. This gift is coming called Jesus Christ. I'm going I'm to pass on down. Watch this. Uh, well, I hate to do that. But anyway, not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. But I'm going to do it. Let me, let me go now. Sixth chapter. Then we're sin. Okay. How many ever hears the statement, uh, no man's without sin? That's a true statement, isn't it? But a lot of times we're going to say that, you know, I've heard people say, I sin every day. The real question is, am I servant of sin? Does it dictate and control my life? You can't serve two masters. You can't be loyal to two. You can't love two masters. And so we got to deal with this sin problem. And the only true way to deal with it is by His grace. And continue to walk in His grace. And let me, let me tell you something. I have a feeling it's a lot easier to frustrate the grace of God than what we think. It's a lot easier to grieve the Holy Ghost than what we think sometimes. Hmm. How many of you remember when we went out to Brother Hybris and the young man was seeking for the Holy Ghost with a piece of gum in his mouth? I used up to him. I went around, got me a little napkin. Used up to him. Just whispered in his ear. Took that piece of gum. He wouldn't probably five seconds. Bam. Read the article. Sister Alviard sent 
church. They was praying for this particular person. And, and they've been praying with this lady for a while. She said, all of a sudden, another sister steps up and reaches up and takes that mask. And boom. Said, when she reaches up and pulls it down, said, boom. She immediately went to speaking in tongues. Now, I'm not saying that. Y'all, y'all take it like you're okay. I'm just telling you what she said. But it doesn't take a lot to fend the Holy Ghost. And it may not take as much as we think to frustrate or offend the grace of God. Now, watch this. As much as trying to, to and I know God said, work out our own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Okay, but at the same time, we got to make sure that we stay in the graces of God and the mercies of God, because it's really all about him when it's said and done. It really is. It's all about him. We're his vessels. We're his candidates. We're his little darlings with the apple of his eye. And if we put our trust and faith in his grace, his grace is sufficient to get us through all. Some of you got some hard, hard roads. Some of, you got, some of you on a journey right now. It's not an easy task. And you need his grace. I don't say that offensive or anything like that. I'm just telling you it's going to be by his grace. It's going to help you, help you, help you to be successful on that journey. And if you don't keep his grace active in your life, you will not make the journey. Because we don't have it. We don't have the ability to do that. Picks up the sixth verse, sixth chapter. I'm sorry, sixth chapter. Give me just a few more minutes here. I know my time's up, but give me just a few minutes because this is, this is the meat of it. This is what he talks about the grace and the work of the grace. And, and so then he comes to the place that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace will reign. Grace reign there means to rule. Now watch the next chapter. Sixth chapter. What shall we say then? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Certainly not. Don't even think that way. How shall we that are dead to sin... Live any longer therein. Know we not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ. Were baptized into his death. That's what baptism is all about. What do you do with a dead man? Or a dead person? You bury them. In fact, if you don't bury them, what happens? They begin to stink. That leaves them vulnerable. That leaves them for the scavengers and the beasts of the field. The predators to devour them. And scatter them. So once we have died to sin. But we must be buried in likeness to his death. For what? Not only for remission, and that's very important, but for also for protection. Huh. Against the power of sin. 
Therefore we are buried with him by baptism to death. That like as Christ was raised up in what, from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so also should we walk what? In newness of life. We come up out of that watery grave. Amen. With the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And your newness of life. We're going to walk different. We're going to talk different. We're going to think different. We're going to live different. Amen. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. By the unction of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And by this grace. Amen. I'm going to stay on this course. By this grace. Amen. I'm going to finish this journey. Uh, there's going to be some ups and downs. And I, I'm not preaching tonight like it's just a, 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 you know, just a little flyby. And you, it's easy to do. Oh, no. Amen. You're going to have to stay focused. You're going to have to stay connected. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be what the of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not be, from henceforth we should not serve sin. The body is dead. The body, the flesh, the carnal man, amen, that's enmity against God. He's died. Here's the problem. Amen. The Holy Ghost is in an earthen vessel. And if you don't, you don't stay on top of this earthly vessel, it has a tendency to rise back up and old desires and old passions. Hallelujah. And so whenever you walk outside the grace of God, immediately Amen. The spirit of iniquity slips in and starts arousing and start causing old passions and old desires and old habits. Hallelujah. Not only that, if we're not careful, amen, he'll slip in the back door and he'll start putting things, you know, we'll, we'll clothe right and we'll do things like that. But what about the heart? What about the inward parts? Hallelujah. And I'm as much concerned about the inward parts today as I am about the outward parts. As Noah had to have pitch on the inside as well as pitch on the outside. I'm telling you folks, ladies and gentlemen, it's by his grace. It's going to keep my heart in the right spiritual condition. It's going to be by His grace. It's going to keep my mind in the right spiritual condition. It's by His grace that I'm going to keep my inward parts. Amen. Not to let them become bitter. And you know what? Two things. Two things that God impressed me with today about. Amen. Two things. It must be a bus. Hallelujah. Amen. For me to live a victorious life. Number one, I better forgive. I better forgive. I better forgive. And God help me do it like, like God will do it. Forgive and forget. Hallelujah. To put it under the blood. Cast it away from me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, by His grace, it won't, that won't affect me any longer. It won't dictate me any longer. It won't rule me any longer. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, past failures, past things in life. Hallelujah, if we don't just put it under the blood and let the grace of God be activated by His grace, I'm over it. By His grace, I'm going to be a winner. By His grace, devil, you're not going to have access or power's ability, even by the power of sin. Hallelujah, rob me of my inheritance. Rob me of my joy. Rob me of my anointing. Rob me of my call. Rob me of my election. No, it's going to be the grace of God that's going to work on my it's going to be the grace of God that's going to come to my rescue. I've got to depend on the grace of God, amen, to kick me out of the mess that I'm in. It's grace. My time, I know it's, you can stand. Uh, I'm going to tell you tonight, folks, and I, I'm, not, I'm not educated. I'm not any of that. But I'll tell you tonight, the biggest problem with America tonight She's fallen out of the grace of God. There it is. Because when you fall from there, you start accepting, believing, participating, condoning things at one time the grace of God wouldn't have let you get caught up in. What about the church? What about the apostolic Pentecostal church tonight? Does she stand where she stood 30 years ago? 
causes that. I'd love to finish some more of this. I'd love to talk to you about this. Why is all this so important? I'll tell you why. We know that Israel was a physical church, body, in the Old Testament, right? New Testament, the church is a spiritual. Same patterns, same type. I'd love to took you to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fifth chapter. I'd love to took you there, amen, when he talks about the tabernacle and the patterns and the things that were set up. And through the same way, we have a high priest, amen, called Jesus Christ that's interceding for us all the time. He's in the tabernacle, the heavenly tabernacle that's interceding for us, amen, to make us what? Overcomers and victorious over the power of the enemy, amen. It works and wars against us. So what do we do, amen? When that time comes, let me just touch that right quick. I know I got you standing, but, but let me just touch that right quick if you don't mind it won't take but just say for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the binding of son of the soul of the spirit the joints of the mara and the discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart the word of God knows all of that right down at the very recess and who and what we are neither is there uh Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we are not, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now watch this. That means he can show us sympathy and kindness and mercy. You know why? Because he's tempted just like you were. He had flesh just like you did but he was without sin but here we are amen we're, we're not God manifest in the flesh and even with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and sometimes we fall out of his grace and sometimes we're not called you know we don't just keep ourselves and, and I'm telling you we find ourselves in trouble but you know what I got a high priest amen that can be touched with the feelings of my infirmities I don't even have to put it in words sometimes he knows the pain and the agony the struggle that's going inside this vessel that's going inside this mind hallelujah the very discern of the thoughts and the intent of the heart hallelujah the Makeup and who and what we are. I tell you, all this is important. The pitch on the outside is important, but I'm gonna tell you more important the pitch on the inside. Hello, you, and that's what we gotta be concerned about because it's only by the true graces of God that the pitch on the inside can be right. Hello, you, we can form the outside, but you can't form the inside. It's gonna raise its ugly head. I'm telling you, it always will. It's His grace that walks with us and keeps us and causes us to cry out to Him. Why? Watch this, Amen. For we have a high priest which can be cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but what it all points to like as will yet. Let us therefore come what boldly unto the throne of grace. The throne of grace. The throne of grace. Come boldly. I got confidence in the grace. Hallelujah. That his grace is going to show up. That his grace is going to come to my rescue. That I can find mercy and the help that I need in a time of trouble. God, I still believe in your grace. In my whole personal life as well as the others. Watch. We freely attain grace. You freely get grace. It doesn't matter. Watch this. It doesn't matter if this is your first time to walk into an apostolic church. Or if you, you've, you've been here when Moses came by. What I'm trying to tell us. We never get seniority to the place that we can step around his grace. 
you'll never reach a perfection enough in this battle, in this world, in this vessel that you can step out around that grace. I beg the difference with you. Hallelujah. Thank God for his grace. Hallelujah. Because it's going to be this grace right here. Hallelujah. It's going to separate the church and the living, the body of living God. Hallelujah. Above everybody else. Hallelujah. By this grace is how revival is going to come. By this grace is how the lunatics, hallelujah, and the addicted and all the others, amen, are going to find this living God as this grace flows through us, as we become the conduits of the true graces of God as it flows out of our lives. And here's one of the measuring sticks. It's how I show you grace. It's grace and love. You can't separate them. No more than you can separate the spirit of grace. I can take you back to that scripture again. Rejecting the grace of God. Can you override the Holy Ghost? Yes. I confess I have. If I can override the Holy Ghost, I can override the spirit of his grace. Thank God. It's by this grace. I know I didn't take the time to get in the depthness of it as far as in that sixth chapter. It's by this grace that this old body dies. You don't have to be a servant of sin. In other words, you don't have to be a slave to it. It doesn't have to dictate and control your life. That doesn't mean that we don't we don't drop the ball and we don't I believe 100% of him here would say uh, at least we're not perfect I just confess that sometimes I override the Holy Ghost and override the spirit of grace if you do that you're sinning that's the reason we have an advent with the Father if we sin but here's here's, here's what America's doing She's justifying, sanctifying, and okaying. And trying to tell us that you can still go to heaven and live any old lifestyle you want to live. By his grace. Mm -mm. I didn't get in all of it. But Mary was told that the son, that holy thing that she was going to have. What was he coming to do? To save us from our Sins, not in them. You and I become the product and the example of the grace of God as we conduct and live and show ourselves His grace, of the power of His grace. Thank God for it. I believe we've got some prime candidates, amen, in this house to show it. I want us to continue to do that. And you know what? God's going to honor it. God's going to bless it. And the reward will be unto him. Let me say this. We will announce it again Sunday. The youth will be gathering here 4.30 Monday morning. 4.30. We'll be trying to leave no later than 5. Okay? All the youth, all that's going. Amen. The boys and girls. Um, it's a good five-hour drive, all right? So we're going to try to get here about 4.30. The little one's done it, so surely we can, okay? 
All right. 4.30. Try to be here by 4.30 so we can be loaded up and ready to go by 5. All right. Any other announcements? God bless you. Love and appreciate you. You're dismissed.